quick show note, guys, before we get started, I just want to let you know that we are down one screener for this episode. I know it's very sad. Uh, Josh will not be joining us, unfortunately. He did not see the movie. I know it's a shock to all of our audience, um, but I just want to let you know, give you a heads up that Josh won't be joining us, but he'll be back the next episode, uh, and we look forward to hearing all of his sly comments and, uh, and, and, and so on and so forth. So anyway, Josh won't be joining us, but he'll be back next episode. Yep, and he's not going to get away too easily because if I win the summer movie wager, I very well may make him watch this. he'll love it man this will be one of his favorites i'm sure so much love from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between this is the screeners podcast where all media is appreciated but none is safe hey guys and welcome back to another episode of the screeners my name is chris this is chad i'm melody and i'm daniel and we are back again to talk all things media. We're going to dive into this week's episode, and I'm very excited about our main event. But before we do, I wanted to say to all of you listening, we want to hear from you. Head over to our Facebook page. Leave us a comment, like um, an article that we've put up there. We want to hear from you and know that what we're doing is exciting for you, and you're pumped about what we're doing. Or perhaps you're upset about what we're doing, and you say, Chris, you are an idiot, which happens quite often. I'll vote for that. Um, I mean, literally, I think that's the, the, the main, the, the main uh, thing that I hear from most people on these Facebook threads is how stupid my opinions are. But you know what? I love it. It's all good. I want to hear from you. Uh, and because we hear from you, we can make this show better. So we're going to dive into this week's episode with our main event. Welcome to the main event. For tonight's main event, we review X-Men Apocalypse. Things are better. The world is better. Just because there's not a war doesn't mean there's peace. He's coming. Some call him Apocalypse. He was some kind of god. For thousands of years, he's been amassing mutants to take their powers. He always had four followers. Like the four horsemen. Eric. Don't join them. Whatever it is you think you saw in me, I buried it with my family. Together, we will cleanse the earth. Everything they've built will fall! And from the ashes of their world, we'll build a better one! I've never felt power like this before. The IMDb description is as follows. With the emergence of the world's first mutant, Apocalypse, the X-Men must unite to defeat his extinction-level plan. Alright guys, so if there's one thing that we are super excited about seeing in our movies these days, it's extinction-level plans. Am I right? Am I right? Oh, yes. Absolutely. What else is there? So, we literally have a movie called apocalypse so i'm not sure that there's much of a choice when it comes to what the uh what the end action of the big bad is here but we do have someone at the helm that i think i personally at least have grown to trust and that's brian singer he did a marvelous job with uh, days of future past and he returns now with apocalypse and i believe this is the ninth if you include the wolverine movies i think this is the ninth movie in this universe uh, that and cannot I, possibly be true. That's I think insane. It's true, to me. yeah. 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 It started, started back in like 2000 ish. And if you really think about it, Brian Singer, just like Apocalypse, is the father of 
uh, of mutants. Brian Singer is almost the father of these superhero movies to some yeah. degree because he started it with X-Men and X2, which is widely regarded as one of the best uh, superhero movies ever made. And Absolutely. so my question to you guys uh, is this. After nine films... Are you over X Men? I know we. I know there's no getting away from superhero movies for sure. Is your criteria more? Is it just a movie? Uh, and where does this one specifically in the nine? How do you feel that this one kind of falls within the nine? We kind of have the first trilogy. This is almost the second trilogy with a little Wolverine sprinkled in. So let's uh, let's start with Daniel. Daniel, tell us a little bit about your X Men background with the films, and then where you think Apocalypse stacks up. So I love the X-Men movies. I think they are fantastic. It's, uh, you know, they, they took a little dip in the, whatever, early 2000s with Last Stand wasn't, wasn't that great compared to the rest of them. And then you had X-Men, the first Wolverine movie, which was pretty terrible. But then when First Class sort of started this new, whatever you want to call it, I guess new trilogy, um, it obviously... Uh, First Class was fantastic, and Days of Future Past was great. So um, I really love the X Men movies. I think they're fantastic. Uh, so going to Apocalypse, I was I was pretty excited for it. Uh, I, I uh, like you said, Chad Bryan Singer, somebody we can pretty much trust, uh, especially with the X Men movies. Uh, he's a he's a great filmmaker. Uh, so I'll start off by saying this: uh, Yes, this film is a letdown. Okay, but it's not a total loss. So I'll start with the negative, I guess. The negative of this movie is is the apocalypse. Uh, the 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 title character, the villain, Apocalypse, is terrible. He is just an awful villain. He has no motivation other than to end the earth. So, and because that's what the entire movie is about, the movie was really uninteresting for me. Uh, I found the plot super boring. It was just end of the world destruction and nothing more. Absolutely nothing more. Uh, he's emotionless. He's boring. Um, there are no levels to him. There's, it's extremely one-dimensional. Uh, so the whole story was just a, a, a really weak for me. Additionally, Magneto, uh, they do the same story with Magneto. That the, if you've seen one X-Men movie, you've seen Magneto's story that he has. Oh, he's good, and then he's bad because he's angry, and then at the end of the movie, I don't, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but you can kind of <laughs> guess where it's going to go. Uh, so it's just I'm sick of it all, okay? So that was really stupid. But I like this angry uh, Daniel. I like it. Yes, yes, angry. But, like I said, it's not a total loss, right? So here's the positive side. X-Men is just, they're just fun to watch. Um, I love these characters, um, except for, of course, Apocalypse and Magneto's story. But, but the rest of the X-Men are just a lot of fun to watch. They work really well together. Um, they all have, you know, these different powers that are, that are uh, they usually use in great and, and unique ways. So watching the X-Men just fight and just, you know, be on screen. It's just a lot of fun. So often I forgot how stupid the story was as I was watching it. So I had a really good time watching the movie. It was only after the movie that I realized how terrible the villain was and how there was no story and all this stuff. Um, so I really did have a great time watching it on screen. It was it was it was a fun, uh, enjoyable uh, movie experience. So there's plenty wrong with this movie. Um, I'm sure you guys have lots to say. I, I feel like. Uh, I, I know what you guys are going to say. I'm not sure. Uh, and so I, I can't argue uh, if you know people criticize this movie. I can't really argue with a lot of the points. fact of the matter is I had a fun time watching it. So if you like X-Men movies, I think you'll like this one because it's just it's just fun to watch those characters on screen. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's definitely one of the weaker X-Men movies for sure, but I had a good time. So okay. there you go. 
Well, that's fair. So Daniel had a good time. He started off thinking, I thought he was going to go negative, and I, I didn't, <laughs> couldn't hardly believe it. Swung it back. But he turned it back to where we knew he would. Okay. So he liked it, and if you like X-Men, the thing about that is there's such a wide variety of X-Men movies on the quality scale that um, that, that that's, where, that's where maybe we'll have some discussion later. So let's jump to Melody. Uh, Melody, we know you're, you're on record as, as really, of, of all of us on the screeners, probably being the most over, quote-unquote, these kinds of movies. So um, did this do anything to give you a glimmer of hope, or is this just more of the same? You know, I think I had forgotten how much I really do love the X-Men movies. When I was preparing myself to go see this film, like, I just totally did not want to. But because I love you guys so much, I did it. (laughs) I took one for the team. Wow. I I took one for the team. No, I mean, I I remember that I like the X-Men movies because I I always have, uh, with a few exceptions. But um, especially this reboot, I love Michael Fassbender. I love James McAvoy. um, I love the way that they portray those characters. So I actually am, like, really on par with Daniel in the way that I feel about this film. I really enjoyed watching it. Like, the whole time I was in, I was having fun, I was laughing, I was enjoying all the characters, you know, the new ones they added this in this one, Nightcrawler and Cyclops and Jean Grey, it was fun to see them, it was fun to see those actors. I was really enjoying it, like, the whole time. And then when I went to prepare for the podcast, I was like, oh man, like, I don't know how much good I can really say about <laughs> this movie after I start thinking about yeah. it, because particularly exactly what Daniel said that the actual plot of the movie like I really did not care about what I was enjoying was just seeing the characters and just having fun with the visuals and the fun parts of the movie but the actual plot is pretty much I guess when Daniel said let down I was like no I don't I don't actually agree with that but yeah the more I think about it that's probably a good way to put it but Overall, I really actually had a really good time watching this movie, and uh, it, it's certainly not up to par with like the better X-Men films that are out there, but I really do enjoy this reboot, and I think that this was a solidly fun summer film. I don't know what I'm saying. This, these words are coming out wow. of my mouth, but, <laughs> but I totally had a good time, so maybe yeah. I was just in the mood for a good movie. Okay. It's a fun watch. Okay. It is. I love, I love Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy. How can you go wrong? <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, Melly, that's surprising <laughs> from you, but okay. That's she enjoyed it. She fell. She uh, fell to uh, Brian Singer's prowess as a director. All right. So Chris, I did, and I actually I didn't even mind the Magneto story in this one. I actually didn't even stupid. mind it. As much well, as listen, it's not. Seen... It's not stupid. Listen, probably one of the it's... coolest. Probably one of the coolest scenes in the entire movie. What? Actually. Well, the truth oh, of boy. it is, if it's Absolutely. good one time, the only thing better is to do it three more times. It's, it's <laughs> equally <laughs> as good. It's Nine not... times. Nine right. times. Listen, well, no... Maybe just because I have uh, a child of my own, um, and to to feel him, I think Fassbender is such a great actor that yeah, with seeing him do this scene that was so good it's like i understand why he would snap and break and uh i just i i i love i love that anyway so go ahead we'll, go ahead. we'll talk about that later it's, 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 i also, I also didn't mention quicksilver which of course oh. i thought was fabulous yeah so, anyway. and listen just to carry the point one more thing further why have one piece of pizza daniel when you can have three come on <laughs> so, amen chris amen. Yes, you are uh, on record as a, a big fan of this series for sure. Oh, man, man, so yes. um, tell oh. us how did this apocalypse film uh, hit you in in the heart? Did it work for you, guys? So, so, so my first. 
foray into the world of comics is the X-Men animated series from the 90s. Um, I mean, the X-Men have is, is my genesis. I mean, it's the reason why I love comics. Um, and so that that comic book series I've always wanted to see on the big screen. And this movie is the closest we've ever gotten to that team that I'm so familiar with. Um, and so it was great to see those guys together uh, and and to see them all in the same movie uh, with powers at full strength that we've not been able to see on the big screen before. So let me just say, let me start off with my negatives about this movie and then we'll get into the positive. My negatives are it takes way too long for this movie to get started. Um, it, it is definitely slow. At the very beginning, they try and do this flashback sequence to give us the origin of our villain. And just as Daniel said, the villain isn't important. In fact, in, in, in X-Men history, most of the villains aren't important. Uh, the, X-Men, the, the, the X-Men villains are just catalysts to get the X-Men together and to go fight um, these things. And the real drama and the real connected tissue of this entire series is how these these different people with powers that are dealing with who they are and trying to come to terms with what they've been given, how they deal with being in these, these positions of power. And that's what I find fascinating. And that's why you keep seeing the, the, the Magneto story over and over again. Number one, because they lucked out with an amazing actor. And that's why you're seeing uh, Jennifer Lawrence back in, in this role. But I really feel like it just it, it took too long to get into uh, the action of these these people together. And I think the 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 starting point for that is definitely the Quicksilver scene. Um, from that point on, this movie kicks it into high gear. Uh, and we finally get to see folks perform on a level uh, that we've never been able to see before in cinema. And so it was fun. For me, I just loved being able to see these characters. Now, unfortunately, I feel like if, if, you, don't, if you don't have any history with these characters, which I think by this point, most of us do. I mean, if, you know, these movies have made billions of dollars at the box office. So, you know, it was fun to see Cyclops' origin. It was fun to kind of spend some time with him. I do wish that they would have just chosen one and stuck with it. Like, I wish we could have just seen Scott Summers' origin and then followed him on and then just stuck with him. But I feel like they, they, they for some reason, they felt the need that they needed to just keep going back and forth, these different vignettes of stories. But it's finally when all of them get together, finally when they all come uh, to one point and with one thing to fight, this movie just really does a great job and it's a lot of fun. Now, of course, this movie's not going to win any Oscars. This movie is not what I'd call like you know, ascending the genre in any way. But if you're a fan of comic book movies, and especially if you're a fan of the X-Men, and you've wanted to see these characters get their full due on on the big screen uh, and not really tick you off if you're like a, a really geek fan of these these guys um, I think you're really going to have a good time but don't expect if you don't if you're not familiar with them like if you don't know about Archangel and you're not sure who Psylocke is and some of these characters just get shortchanged. but if you're familiar with them and you see them you're like oh my gosh this is really cool and you get to have your, your geek moment you've always wanted so for me I thought it was a really it was really well done it was really um, a, a, a well made movie with a couple of pitfalls take too slow of course apocalypse has never been a very interesting villain i mean he's just a bad guy he's just somebody who wants to end the world and it's that 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 central problem 
that the X-Men then have to come together and that drama is what is is so fascinating, not necessarily the villain. Um, that's what the X-Men have always been anyway. So for me, I, I had a great time. I had a blast. Um, I want to go see it again. And um, yeah, I had a great time. Wow. So we have three positive reviews <laughs> here tonight. Yeah. Uh, definitely did not expect that, but okay. It's good, man. It's a good movie. That's pretty I have surprising. a feeling it's not going to be four uh, positive reviews. Well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. So for me, I love, I absolutely loved First Class, and I loved Days of Future Past. I thought that was just one of my favorites, right up there with X2. Not as good, but, but really great. Yeah. And so I had a high expectations for this movie. <clears throat> I knew it wasn't going to have... The older cast. This was going to kind of be the younger cast. And what I what I particularly loved about Days of Future Past is it it had the guts to just essentially say, Hey, you know what? Everything that happened before, we're just going to hit the reset button and start all over. Um, which is which isn't crazy. True. Well, which isn't no, true. it is true. It is true. It is true to from a from a story uh, standpoint. Uh, uh, the now, last listen. scene in, of Days of Future Past does not do that at all. I've heard several people say that. I don't understand. Like, I don't know how you don't understand it. It's clearly like going back and erasing everything that happened that's from what, that's what last fall. And right, right, right. That's what I remember. Yeah, and even yeah. Brian Singer himself said, we wanted to hit the reset button. So I don't know how you could not get that. But anyway, do you remember what the last scene of that but, movie is? But that's, but that's. I don't want to talk about that. That's fine. That's fine. My point is, <laughs> my point is that I was excited to see with arguably a quote-unquote clean slate where they would go uh, with this. I am very disappointed that for their first outing they picked Apocalypse. I'm not going to ring that bell again. Completely convoluted plot. I didn't enjoy anything about that aspect of the movie. And I'm going to really, really strongly echo what Chris said. This was my first note that I wrote down after I left the movie was, this feels like almost too... And that's the ratio is off, but it felt like almost two thirds of a movie of setup to yeah. get to the last. And totally. I was completely it's very difficult for me to be uninterested in a movie with all these characters that I care so much about. But it was really slow for me. It was really boring because there's so many different characters. And to their credit, if they had they're trying to give everybody their their due and their moments. And so if they hadn't done that, I'd be complaining about they didn't give everybody their due, and even even with their attempts to do it, there are characters that, that get cut out and are, are underutilized. It just felt like there's so many things, so many characters happening that they had to establish before we could get to the action that uh, I was just slightly uninterested, especially when you compare this with Days of Future Past. One of the great joys of that movie are, are the action set pieces and the way that you see them using their powers to help each other and how one power works against another, and in this one, you really don't get much of that until the very end and that's where the movie really starts to come to life i also think this movie is pretty ugly just in general like visually ugly like the opening sequence where they're trying to tell the story of the villain is it it looks terrible i i was at first i was very very confused but this is the weird thing for this movie kind of like you guys but not to the same degree I cannot in good conscience say that this is a bad movie. I can't say that it's not well made. I can't say that there weren't moments of great fun and humor and good action because there were, but then they were kind of sprinkled in between long stretches of just boredom and not very good things. And so that to me was inconsistent enough that I can't just be like, I really, really liked it. But 
I also can't say that I really, really didn't like it. Uh, I agree that one of the things that makes this work is that when you have actors the caliber of McAvoy and Fassbender, uh, and Chris, I think, mentioned it, and we won't go into specifics until spoilers, but there's a scene in here involving his child where I I teared up. I literally teared up in the theater. Now, again, it's kind of cheating because I have a child, and so I imagined what that would be like. But still, you would do the exact if you had this power, you would do the exact same thing. You know what I mean? I don't I don't disagree with that at all. So that's what that was what was strange about this movie is that there were some scenes that were just wonderful, followed by others that wasn't. And what I what I typically see is that when the movie was kind of interested in the real world kind of grounded elements like the Magneto storyline, like the students at the school trying to come together, that's when the movie really sings. And when it yeah. gets involved in Apocalypse and some of the world-ending stuff at all, it completely loses momentum. Um, yeah. But overall... I think, just, I think it gets good. a little silly, too. Um, so I there's think some, it's a there, lot silly, but yeah. There was, there was a moment in our theater where Apocalypse shows up and the theater laughed because yeah. the moment was a little... It just looked silly. It was like... Yeah. The, the characters in that particular because it was a very serious moment and there's a serious thing happening and it looked well in, he says a line that's meant to be yeah. funny yeah no, I mean, no 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 I'm, I'm not talking about that moment i agree with that moment there's another moment as well where apocalypse shows up and it just seemed like what he is, laughed at all the times apocalypse is, showed up. why is that yeah apocalypse right. just apocalypse was meant to be menacing and just stand in a corner in a dark corner and never really be seen and that's why this movie seemed a little weird to, to me because, like, it was like, who, wh- what were they going for with him? And um, I was, and I would I would say too in this movie more than the movies in the past is there were more, much more than a handful of scenes of di- or lines of dialogue where I was cringe cringing like, true. Ooh, that's the line. Ooh, I, I agree with you. And, and see, that's the thing. Like, I'm sorry, Chad. I know you're probably not even finished. No, you're fine. Go ahead. But like that's the thing for me is is that I, I guess I'm just more willing because I love these characters and I've always wanted to see them on the screen that even the cheesy dialogue I almost I, I know I know that we're supposed to again like I said before transcend this like the Dark Knight you know is a is a great movie all on its own it's a comic book movie too but but this movie to me just felt like that perfect balance of silly which is what a comic book is silly. And actually cinematic, and I, I just kind of right. like that. It did, it didn't it didn't break it for me where I was like, oh my gosh, I, this movie is so stupid. Well, I don't I don't think it's stupid at all, and I don't dis I don't disagree with that sentiment either. I just didn't get. There are equally cheesy delivery and lines in the know, previous I two films. Yeah, I know that yeah. didn't hit me the same way that it did with this one. This one just like if I have to watch any of the of the last three, the new trilogy, this one's easily the third. But this um, has a. The, so. This is a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I don't oh, quite really? understand wow. okay. why. Like, to me, that doesn't make any sense. I, I don't feel like it's a 49% movie. I, I agree. It's not It's not an excellent, it's not the well, best X-Men, but it's not I get bad. that. I don't think it's a 49% yeah. like it's a failing F grade. It just means half the people yeah. like it and half don't. And I can understand yeah. that for sure. Yeah, okay. I can understand okay. All that right. for fine, sure. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah, from that perspective, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Well, anything else you guys want to talk about before uh, before we go into our recommendations and then the spoilers? anything that stood out any characters or or performances we mentioned the quicksilver scene um, oh, so obviously that so one good. of the highlights of the previous film was quicksilver scene so they essentially said hey you know what we'll do this one yeah. we'll make it 15 times bigger and longer that, so what did you guys thing. think i i quicksilver is obviously hilarious but that's what it felt like it felt like oh we had this hit moment last time right. let's do it again like it felt very 
forced to me and it's like super so, long yeah super so long. it did it honestly it didn't work for me i think the character's great but his whole wow. scene did not so it was telling, fine it wasn't bad me, you're telling me you weren't entertained during that scene a little and, like, bit it, it wasn't bad like it definitely certainly was not bad um, I, and I wouldn't like think anybody's dumb for liking it but for me it was like wow this is really forced i had the biggest smile laughing the entire because they took it from i mean honestly it's a serious moment in the movie okay the big i love that I love the way it introed. Yeah, like this is very serious. Something serious happens. It is not, you know what I mean. But the the tonal shift from like this 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 thing yeah. happening, and then all of a sudden Quicksilver coming in, and we see how powerful he is. I think it, it's an interesting because bef- even in the last film, Days of Future Past, when he does his power, we get that he's fast. But in this movie, he takes it to a whole different level of how powerful he is. Like, right. he, he, I, I don't think anybody disagrees with that. I just, I'm going to side with Daniel on this. Is in that I enjoyed like the first thirty percent of that scene, and then, uh-huh, it, uh-huh. and then to me, it was like two. Yeah, it was like going. a minute too long, like a minute I and a half. It was like one th- gag after another after another. It's like, okay, I get it. I, get, I, I love get the tonal shift. That you, you great point. The tonal shift was perfect. That was hilarious. Yeah. But then, yeah. yeah, it went on too long. Well, see, it, it just makes me feel it's a, it's a microcosm, 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 whatever it is of the entire, the entire movie for me is is that for me I'm 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 wanting to geek out, I'm wanting to have fun in this movie, and sure it could have been quote unquote shorter, and maybe it was a little self indulgent, but for me I was like yes, like so, I, I want so what this- I'm getting from this is the. F- the Chris Farrell is there's no such thing. There's too much of a good thing. It does not exist. I get it. Okay. I, I don't think that I don't think they cross it because because there's moments in that entire thing where he he's setting up puzzle pieces and you're like, what is he doing with that? Why is he doing this? What what is he doing? And then it pays off at the very end. I thought that was kind of cool and fun. And obviously, like you said, of course, it was because that scene was so popular in the last movie that they decided to do this. But they could have done it worse i mean it was kind of an important moment it was kind of an important piece and they said yeah okay so he can do this why not have him yeah literally i don't know i i i I get it i get why you love it chris i knew you'd love it right when i saw it i was like chris freaking loves this right here i did all i I saw was like they just spent like 50 million dollars on this one three months (laughs) three months on that one scene i don't I, i don't i don't doubt it but Man, I geeked out about that whole thing. I loved it. I thought it was so, so funny. I want to go back to Magneto just briefly. So yes. I don't disagree with you guys with what you were saying that he's an amazing actor. It's definitely not hit like it's definitely not Michael Fassbender's fault. He does an excellent job in the role. Right. Um, I'm just sick of seeing the same story over and over and over with Magneto's characters. Every single movie is. Oh, he's bad. Then he's good. Then he's bad. It's just weak. Well, and it's not even—it's not even, it's not even not just weak. that he's bad and then he's good. It's he's bad because mutants, you know, need to rule the world. Then he's good because we can all get along. And then it's like, no, yeah. we can't get along. And, and he's bad back, again. Back, it's just back, back and forth for the same reasons. So, I mean, here's the deal: like the only way you're going to have see Magneto is Professor Xavier. They just have completely different ways of going about. Their pa- their plan, and sure. so that, that's the deal. Is is that, that that's what makes it so fascinating? Is is that Magneto is one of the best villains of all time because it's not really a villain, and it's because Professor Xavier actually is his gr- his good friend, 
And because Xavier will never, you know, take him out. He'll never, it's not like a Joker and Batman or a, any of those other like nemesis, you know, arch nemesis type deals where, you know, you, you get a completely bad guy. That's why I feel like his, his character is so fascinating. And I'm sorry, but yeah. if, if you read any X-Men, if you read any X-Men, this is the thing that happens. I'm sorry that you, you don't like it, but this is, this is it. This is what you're going to get. This is yeah, what Magneto that, is. I'm, I'm, and that's fine, but I got bored with that after the fourth time they did it so like it's I, it's interesting initially but then it's just they did it over and over like i know what's gonna happen every but, time but it's not interesting anymore okay well so that's fine but i still yeah. the reason why i like it is because because x because xavier will never be will never do what he needs to do in order to end magneto and they'll always be friends even though they completely disagree but okay fine that's I mean, fine we know we know that comic books never end and they recycle the same right, storylines right. over and over we, we get all that but yeah. when you've got these movies that with the same characters you know over and over and over again i think there has to be a different way to skin that cat to, yes. keep, to keep it yeah. fresh but all that being yeah. said it sounds like we are all well, it sounds like Daniel's positive, Melody's uh, surprisingly positive, Chris loves it, and I am actually kind of like right in the middle, like, eh, not bad, you should probably go see it maybe. So anything else we want to talk about before we make our recommendations? Melody, anything else you wanted to say? Uh, nope, I liked it. You guys covered the big, the big stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then let's go to Daniel. Daniel, should people see this? If so, should they see it in the theater or rent it or should they skip it? Yeah, I think you should see it. it. Like I said before, if you if you liked the previous X Men movies or even just a few of them, you'll you'll like this one. You really will. I I, I would honestly be very surprised uh, if you are if you're mad that you went and saw it in theaters. You know, you you might not love it, but I think you'll have a good time if you go and pay to see it at the theater. So okay. yes. Okay, Melody. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a fun fun theater movie. You should go see it. Okay, Chris. Let me guess. You know, I'm an X-Men apologist, and I see all this negative stuff on it, so I feel like I have to be, like, even more so. But, man, this is a... F if you're a comic book fan, if you're an X-Men fan, if you like to geek out about stuff, you're going to you're gonna like this movie. Go see it. Don't go see it in 3D, however. Saw in 3D. It's ridiculous. I hate 3D movies. I'm yeah. done with 3D movies. There's no Yay, reason to see you've come home, 3D. Chris. If I could see you, I'd no, no, no. you right now. This movie definitely proves to me... Because I was watching and thinking, like, I was trying to justify me having seen this in 3D. And there is no reason to see mm -hmm. this movie in 3D. No. There really is not. But see it in the theater. See it with a group of people. There was a moment in this movie where my theater broke out into freaking applause. Like, completely yeah. like geeking out together in one moment of just complete joy uh there's some awesome moments in this movie we need so, to talk yes. about what that is in go see it yes go see it <laughs> okay so i actually i the only thing that redeems 3d for me is a technology that is not uh existent out into the wide market yet and that's laser imax 3d I saw uh, Star Wars Episode Seven in laser IMAX 3D, and it changed my entire life because it was super bright. The main thing I don't like about 3D is it makes it so dark. I, so I went to yeah, see yeah. this in 2D in our big cinema here, and we got there, and they had changed it to 3D, and I had like 10 minutes uh, to decide if I wanted to see it or not, but it was the only time I could see it. I saw it. It was so dark. Yeah. I, I'm with I hate, hate I 3D. Now, laser IMAX 3D, I'm in. But until that's everywhere, this is it's no good. I'm actually gonna say I don't I don't know that you need to see this movie in the theater per se. It goes without saying if you love comics, if you're probably listening to this podcast, for example, you're gonna see this movie you're gonna see pretty much all of these movies in the theater. But if you're on the fence trying to decide 
I don't know that this movie warrants... The, yes, of course, it's big spectacle, but for me, I would say it could be just as good at home. I mean, whatever. Oh. Uh, so, that's me. That's oh. just me. It's clearly a step down from Days of Future Past for me, although it does yeah. have moments that are good. So, if you are... If you don't have anything better to see and you're wanting to go to a theater, see this movie. But if you're like, I can take it or leave it, I would say leave it and watch it when it gets home. So, uh, with that, we'll move into spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führers brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. All right, Chris, so what had the people cheering in your theater? Oh, man, Wolverine. Oh, my gosh. Like, so if you're familiar with the storyline uh, of, of how Weapon X started and uh, if you've ever read that that origin comic, that moment happens in this movie, and it, it is pretty sweet. I, I didn't realize how big of a moment that was going to be um, and how violent a moment and visceral that moment was going to be. Super and violent. So when he, <laughs> Pretty when, much. When he like started shredding people, and I mean like shredding them, yeah. our entire audience was just like Wolverine is one of the coolest characters of all time, um, and to not have him in here would have been a total mistake. I, I I'd seen the the trailer coming into it, and when you know they show his his claws happening, but I thought that moment was going to be very quick, just like it was in the trailer. But it was an extended, you know, ten minute you know moment um, with him running right now. He's not, you know, he doesn't has hardly any lines in the movie, but that's appropriate for the time period in which we are seeing him. So. And what what happens at the end of that too, where um, Jean Grey, you know, gives him uh, a, just a brief sliver of his history, like all that, just like the the geek senses on the back of my neck, you know, were tingling the entire time. So, man, that sequence was fun. It was totally violent. And again, like it didn't serve. Uh, here's the thing: it didn't serve the plot in any way, shape, or form. The movie could have happened without that moment, but. I, I, I had so much fun. Like that's, I guess that's the bottom yeah. line for me. Is, is that I had fun. So in that. you just explained why Spider-Man should have been in Civil War. Thank you, Chris. I agree. <laughs> I agree. No, that, I, that, that was my argument. That was my argument that I loved having Spider-Man in Civil War, but he did not serve the plot. That was my point here. Wolverine did not serve the plot at all in this movie, but he was so much fun to have because I was nerding out. That was my point. Is I love to nerd out. Yeah, but if it makes that's, it, if it makes it fun, then it serves. It it, it should be sure. in there. Sure. Well, that's the whole the whole thing of X Men Apocalypse is that nothing served the plot because the plot was stupid. So having any of those characters in there, <laughs> yeah, and that was super visceral for sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, it was not a lot of blood. Obviously, or it would have been rated hard R yes. because yes. it was so yeah. brutal. Um, Which Wolverine and, will be rated. The next movie will be rated R, by the way. Oh, really? Did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Very, I didn't know very that either. So Boy, they really changed. This Deadpool has really changed things in the Marvel universe, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. 
So did you? What did you guys think about the slam when they're walking out of Return of the Jedi and they're like, the <laughs> third awesome. one's always the worst. I thought that was pretty clearly busting on Last Stand. Did you Extra. guys? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Totally. That's funny. I, I would, hey. The only thing was is that as they were saying that, I was like, ooh, do you know what your Rotten Tomato score is right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Sort of busted on themselves. Yeah, that, that was the problem is, is like you've got to make sure – if you make that joke, you got to make sure you're making an awesome movie that everybody agrees. And so – Well, according you, to you, he did. So there's no, I, that. Hang on. That's not – okay, whatever. It's I'm okay, not... <laughs> Chris. We love you. I'm just kidding. It's all right. Right. anything else I did I, it's it's one of those things like Melody and Daniel said the more that I think about it I kind of start wanting to nitpick so I have to stay away because overall I did enjoy it and did you guys know that was Oscar Isaac that played Apocalypse yes. I had no waste. idea until after it was over and then I was like because not only did they cover his face they completely alter his voice the entire yeah. time so why even get I don't even know why you'd get him yeah oh come on why why wouldn't you I've heard this argument too like okay so listen if you can if you can get an actor who is awesome and has great range, why not just do that? And so they obviously they had the budget to be able to do it. Why wouldn't you? I mean, what would you do, Chad? Are you saying that Chris, if you had anybody, the option to you have could, Oscar Isaac or not okay. have Oscar Isaac, you wouldn't My shoot Oscar is, Isaac? It's like saying if you can have a shiny, beautiful object to show the world and then you put it in a sack and go, well, yeah, but it's really shiny inside the sack. What's the point? No, that's yes, not what I'm saying. That's totally, what I'm saying is, 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 is you can put this shiny object in or put the crap in. Inside and on the outside, it still just looks like a sack. Yeah. That's the point. So no, 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 you no. could have, Chris, you, you could step in. Why you Listen, you're a good you actor. Do? You could have stepped in and done that role just like him and nobody ever know the difference. Baloney. It's true. Baloney, baloney, baloney. No, no. I, I, okay, look. I, I've already said this. Uh, uh, Apocalypse, not a great villain. He's not. He, he's not the point. It's, he's really just not the point. The point is, is that he's got he's got Xavier. Xavier is doing has his crazy mental power, and everybody fears this. The, what, what that means and what that could do to the. I don't know. I. I <laughs> Wow, Chris is fired up. <laughs> he gave, he gave up. I think his brain just exploded. You might want to check on him and call the doctor. Oh, dear. Dude, I've had enough of this. Baloney. Hey, I didn't hate this movie. Listen, we, this, we is all still, this is still way better than Batman v Superman, okay? So That's, calm down. I'm, I'm pretty shocked at how much we all liked it. I'm not arguing with you. I'm arguing with all of the internet haters out there. that, uh, that that's, I've that's always productive, arguing with the internet. <laughs> that works. Care. Come on, bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> okay. Anything else we want to say in spoilers before we, before we wrap this up? Jean Grey? Oh, it was so good to see that moment. Uh, I loved the, all of the new cast. I really like you know the the X Men that I'm a fan of at the very end and showed them in the danger room with the Sentinels about to um, about them to you know actually take up their mantle as X Men. Man, I thought that was cool. That was that was, a, that was a good moment for me. I can't wait for the next movie to see kind of where they're going from there, and uh, hopefully they they make it even better and and more tight, and not quite so meandering with a with a you know kind of a pointless uh, pointless goal. So anyway, we'll this see. Just in, Chris still loves it. He still loves it. Mm -hmm. So well, make no mistake, this movie has got a lot going on, and so if you can uh, <laughs> if you can stomach that for two and a half hours. You might very well enjoy it. I think that's kind of a thumbs up and thumbs in the middle for me for X-Men Apocalypse. And with that, we'll move on to our top three. Three, two, one. The top three. All right, as we've started doing in every episode, it is time for another installment of our top three. 
So in honor of X-Men Apocalypse, which is sort of the third installment of a second trilogy of a reboot of a, whatever you want to call it, for our top three this week, we decided to pick our favorite third movies, our favorite threequels or whatever. As I tell you every time, we have no rules, no regulations on this thing other than <laughs> Screen that is it needs to be, <laughs> it needs right. to be mm-hmm. the third in a given series. Uh, any other criteria can be left up to the individual screeners. All right, so we'll go ahead and get started. So we will start with Melody. Melody, what is your favorite third, or your, what is your third favorite? Uh, man, I'm, I'm getting myself off. <laughs> your third of three. Okay, third so many threes. What, what's your number three third movie in a trilogy? All right. <laughs> or series. Or All right. Okay. Gosh, well, I feel I, I don't want you guys to think that I didn't really put some time and effort and thought into we know this you list. Didn't, but okay. you did. <laughs> I did. I have been thinking all day, trying to come up with some like unique or obscure film that would equate to these three that I have picked. And my top two were like boom, immediate. But my third one I was trying to think of something off the beaten path or one of those, but I all of the off the beaten path ones that came to my mind, just I couldn't, I couldn't rightly put them in a place above this one. So, and I, I have some runners up, but I'm just gonna go with this one. Number three, Return of the Jedi. Uh, have it. We're gonna all have the exact same top. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I just couldn't, I couldn't you put any I, of the other ones above that one. I you and I are gonna it. have the same top three. Melody and I have not talked to one another, but I have a feeling this is gonna be lined up pretty well. So the we'll top see. Who are clear? So, we'll yeah, see. I think I agree. I agree. So we'll see. It's not a bad pick. So uh, we'll move on to Chad. Chad, tell us your rules for putting this list together. And also, I want to uh, remind everybody: the past few times we've recorded these episodes. Chad and Melody have had very, very identical lists recently. It's true. So I'm curious. It's not going to happen. All right, there you this go. Time. Not <laughs> happening this time. So for me, I like to have rules, unlike some of my other screeners related to this game. So the rules. I like to have rules too. You just don't hey, define. Don't be those so rules. defensive. Don't be so defensive. I didn't name any names, Mister. I don't like rules over there. So uh, all I all I did for this was instead of trying to list them like. These three are, are three, two, one, and then in that order, these are the best movies. Like the first one's a better movie than the second one. I just threw all of that away and just picked like my favorite movies, right? So these are the ones that I enjoyed. So this is level of enjoyment. So my number two movie may not be better than my number three movie, but I enjoyed it more. Does that make sense? If not, I don't care. So sure. my that number for me is the exact same thing. I don't understand what the okay. difference is there, but okay, go ahead. Well, there's a difference, but so my number three is. Mission Impossible 3. It is, uh, I love yeah. Mission mm-hmm. Impossible 3. Yeah. I love J.J. Abrams' first, I think that was his feature debut, right? Yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yes. Wonderful, memorable villain, fantastic set pieces, great acting across the board. And I actually got into, it's a true story, I got into an email war, not, not hardcore war, but just a little back and forth, with Roger Ebert over this movie. And he actually what? responded, it's the craziest thing ever. His review, he said something about his, it was less stars than Mission Impossible 2. So I emailed him on his site just thinking he would never reply. He did. Oh, my gosh. And we gosh. started going back and forth about this movie 
is clearly better than number two. And his response finally, after like two or three back and forths, were something to the effect of, yeah, I guess I'm just tired of all of these. And I was like, I'm saving every word of this and framing it. And I lost I remember it because I was in an email and I can't find it. But anyway, oh, so man. for me, it's, uh, it's Mission Impossible 3. I loved it. Wow. That's amazing. That was my runner-up, Chad. Good pick. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. got it. I've got it in my runner-ups as well. Yes. Excellent, excellent choice. All right, Chris. Do you have any rules, or are you living in a world without rules? For no, it's, you just have to be in, in the the third in, in any given series, uh, the okay. third film in any given series. So, uh, I, I I wanted to make sure that you know Goldfinger, for instance, is on my my uh, runners up. But Goldfinger, of course, is not in a trilogy. It's just the third film in the Bond franchise. That counts. Um, yeah. So uh, Goldfinger is a wonderful movie, but that's not my number three. My number three, see, this is the problem. My top three, I feel like, are so obvious. I have a lot of my runners up, but my number three has to be Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. Oh, look at that. Uh, All right. It just it has to be. It, 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 there, there's there's nothing that comes, in my opinion, even close to that. Okay. So, yeah, Chad, you enjoyed Mission pick. Impossible 3 more than Return of the You Jedi. don't know the rest of his list. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that'll be on there. <laughs> All right. I'll but save my Save that question because we can talk about it. Yes. All right. So, for me, uh, I, I was trying to keep it to trilogies only. Even after I, I created my list and I, like, wrote my notes down so I'm not going to change it. But then I realized... Uh, like, I was trying to keep it to true trilogies, like mm-hmm. three movies. But then two of the movies on my list are getting a sequel in the near future. So that's, that's that, the thing. That all went out yeah. the window. In today's society, there is, if, 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 it did, if it was good enough for three films, it's good enough for four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, also, none of the movies on my list are super original choices. I was trying to, I was trying to think out of the box. But hey, I you do you, do Daniel. It, so. You do you. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. Thanks. All right. So, number three is the born ultimatum i really oh. just love the born ultimatum uh so yeah great movie one yeah. of the best so, fight scenes ever yeah really visceral action i loved it i'm excited for jason Bourne for the sequel this summer mm-hmm, me too all right so we will go back to melody melody what is your number two third movie in a series number two third movie is indiana jones and the last crusade oh Mm-hmm. It was hard to not that put that as number one. one. I thought it would it be. Was hard. One. It was hard, but maybe I'm just in a mood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I have a feeling I know what a lot of our number ones are going to be. Yeah. <laughs> the clear oh, answer. Hello. See, I think right. I, we, we've got the switch, honey, but that's mm-hmm. okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> all right. So, Chris, let's hear it. What is your number two then? Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Yep. What? Yeah. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Excellent, excellent movie. All right, uh, Chad, your number two. My number two is Skyfall. It was the okay. third movie that Daniel Craig starred as James Bond. Wow, that's in my a, world. That is a hey, stretch. Hey, hey, okay. Listen, don't, I don't, don't, start it. don't start with me. We said at the beginning there are no rules, so we either mean it or we don't. A, that's fine. It's all good. It's, it's all good, but that third, is a stretch, my friend. That's the, a stretch. It's the third in the trilogy of Daniel Craig movies. I freaking love Skyfall. It's fantastic, and that's my number two in your face. Except there are, there are four of like them, but that's all right. That's, that's all good. No, it can be a series it's as long third. as it's the third yeah. movie. So, shh. Yeah, but, okay. Let all right, it's all good. Skyfall. It's fine. <laughs> oh Thank gosh. you. That's my answer. I'm done with that. <laughs> oh, man. That counts. That counts. All right, so for my number two, I... Uh, and pulling a Chris Jr. Return of the King. Great oh, movie. yes, yeah, it's classic. Obviously, it is absolutely. It is. All right, so now we are all on to our number one third yes. film in a series. So, Melody, what do you have at number one? 
No surprise to anyone, because I'm reading The Hobbit to my children right now, <laughs> in a very Tolkien-ish mood. The Hobbit clearly The Hobbit, no. the <laughs> Hobbit third, the third one. Uh, Wait, no. What was the name of that movie? I don't even remember. What was the subtitle? The battle, no. Numbers. Yeah, I don't know what the third one was. Battle, of, battle of Five Armies, armies or Seven battle, Armies. Whatever. I don't even know. Lots of bad. people fighting armies. Oh my god. Melody, get her title out. What is it? Sorry, Melody, go. <laughs> Return of the King. Great choice. Third film in a trilogy ever made. Think about it, people. That's great. Yeah, yeah, great one. All right, so Chris, what is your? Oh wait, I went out of order. Chad, what is your number one? My number one is Toy Story Three. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. I cry every freaking time it's on in the background. I think it's a near perfect movie. And I love it. I think it's marvelous. Yeah. Excellent. Great choice for sure. So, Chris, you're number one. Captain America, Civil War. Just kidding. I, uh, <laughs> I was not going to be surprised at all. <laughs> no. I mean, that, that, that's on a list, but not this one. Uh, the number one best third movie in a series, period, bar none, only the penitent man will pass. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I can't that, believe Melody didn't put that as a number one. Beyond perfect in my opinion it is so good it's funny action-packed uh it's an adventure and man i love that movie i could watch it every day uh it's really great so indiana jones and the last crusade yes fantastic and for my number one i'm now going to echo chad toy story three there yeah, you go, Daniel. He's, he's exactly right. Near perfect movie. It is so good. So All good. these movies are near perfect. I mean, true. Yeah, true. I mean, really, uh, this the interesting thing is that there are there are several series that have done this really well, and then most of them haven't. Like the third movie, normally just craps the bed. You know what I mean? But the ones that do it right do it really right. Uh, these are all really good movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yeah. So that is our top honorable, three. No, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. So uh, we'll go back around. Melody, honorable mentions. What did you have? Well, I did have MI3, as we mentioned. I also, okay. I know this is a very embarrassing place to admit this fact, but I have not seen Toy Story 3. Wait, what? So what? I couldn't actually put that on Hold my on. list. How is that possible? Chad, Wait, because I, I know Chad I'm says confused. he cries every time, and I'm just never sitting around in the mood no, to no, say, no. I feel it's like crying cry. today. It's a good and then cry. I go, yeah, it's what you say. No, 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 it's a good cry. Oh, I just Melody. I haven't done it. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm confused. I don't quite understand. I know it's confusing. <laughs> does not compute. Does not compute. <laughs> I, I may or may not have seen Toy Story 3. This as is well. unbelievable. You two don't say anything. <laughs> Neither one what of you Farrells can say anything to Josh about anything again uh, until oh you go see God. Toy Story oh, no, honestly, honestly, I'm waiting to watch it with my kids, uh, is, the, is the response exactly. I always Chris, do, so. let me, let me tr- Trust me, you want to watch that one not with your kids unless you want to, your kids to see you crying at the end. So. <laughs> that's why. I don't watch it. No, it's wonderful. It's uh, so wonderful. Uh, all right. All right. Well, it, it's on my honorable mentions because I knew I couldn't have it on my list because I know it's wonderful. Uh, I just haven't seen it. So, so good. There you go. Is that uh, it for your honorable mentions? That's all I have written down. I had another one, but it's not written. So I guess I don't remember what it was. There you all go. Right. <laughs> all right, Chad, uh, what are yours? Uh, I, of course, had Return of the King and Indiana Jones 3. Also had Return of the Jedi. But to answer Melody's first question, movies like that for me are very nostalgic. And so to me, they're almost like up on a shelf. Like I can't, like they're not, they're above the list. But the two other honorable mentions for me were Rocky 3. 
I know it's one of the lesser Rockies, but it's great. Yeah. Clever Lang, Mr. T, A Pity the Fool is great. I loved it. And then Army of Darkness, because Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are two of my favorite horror slash comedy movies of all time. And Army of Darkness is great. So funny and just silly, and it just uh, carried on the tradition. So those are my two. I have not seen any of the Evil Dead movies. Not a single one. You should start with Evil Dead 2. It's really funny. Um, it's really funny and, and clever. It's I'm actually watching Ash versus the Evil Dead right now on Stars, and it is—it's crazy. It's really a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chris, what are your honorable mentions? Yeah, I mean, I've got Mission Impossible three. That really was close to the list. Of course, I'm a huge fan of J.J. Abrams. Um, so, I mean, that was—that barely just didn't make it on. Goldfinger. I'm a—I'm a Bond fan, and I guess because of the way that Chad structured his list, Skyfall would be on that list too. But it definitely—I didn't Skyfall. think it would. Skyfall. Right. Come on, Chris. <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, yes, that, that was the other one. Great was movie. so yeah, good. good. That, was that movie was so good, especially movie. with the second one being so terrible uh, and hey, campy. It's not crazy. So it's not it's terrible. Not so it's an airplane. Airport's good. Uh, it's pretty bad. We'll talk about that it's later. Bad. It's yeah, bad, it's not that bad. <laughs> I'm just saying that the the first one and the third one got the the character of McClane correct. The second one made him into a superhero that I just felt like. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We can talk about it later. Um, Captain America Civil War uh, definitely yeah. was on that list as well for me. Um, and then I know this is the unpopular, unpopular movie of all time, but I've got the poster literally hanging in my office. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and I, you know what? I have, no. There's a special place in my heart for The Matrix. Uh, oh, wow. So The Matrix Revolutions. No. I just... I know nobody likes the way that movie that, that that movie was or ends or any of that stuff or does most anything. There mm-hmm. were some pretty sweet moments in oh, uh, revolutions. Wow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on on the. I'm just gonna mention it and not necessarily my runners sure. up. Uh, but how anyway, did how did that work in your brain where you were like of the three Matrix posters that I should hang? <laughs> it should be revolutions. You know what, <laughs> Even the reloaded poster looks cooler. But whatever. Well, no, Revolutions, the reason why I've got it up is because it's the actual uh, movie poster uh, that was hanging. It was the, It's the, not even the teaser poster. It doesn't even say Revolutions on it. Didn't Josh get you that? Josh gave it to me. It was, oh, it was, that makes sense. It was given to you. You didn't have a choice. I understand. Right. It, was, <laughs> it was from the actual theater. It's the actual theater. It's actually double-sided. It's uh, actually worth quite a bit of money. Um, so anyway, so I, I don't know. That's the reason why I like it. And I like The Matrix. But There you go. There it is. All right. Yeah, I don't have really much else to add. Mission Impossible 3 is amazing. Uh, Spider-Man 3. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, Please. But, uh, yeah, I have not, nothing nothing more to add other than Mission, Mission Impossible 3. That was, that was really the only one. It's so funny. Like, there's only a handful of these movies that we yeah. agree mm-hmm. on. They're worth mentioning. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it's all good. Good list, guys. Good list. Yeah. Yep. So if you want to participate in our next top three, we usually post these on our Facebook page and we can join the conversation. We always want to hear what your picks are and what you, uh, what you liked and what you didn't like. I'm sure there's plenty uh, more that we just completely forgot about. Or uh, if you hated any of our picks, you can let us know there as well. We want to hear from you. You're listening to The Screeners Podcast. All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Next time, we will be reviewing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which will be super fun. So don't miss that one. Uh, I don't know what the subtitle is for it. What is it, boys? Garbage. Garbage. (laughs) More of the same. Chris is whispering things. I don't know. Anyways, you should listen to that episode. But in the meantime, visit us on Facebook. Check out our next top three. We want to hear from you guys. And we will see you next time. Out of the shadows.
And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.